Hey, it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Being More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. During the years that I was a personal trainer and nutrition and wellness coach, I did what everyone does in that world. When I'd get new clients, I'd find out what their health and fitness goals were, and I'd give them the perfect plan to help them get there. The perfect healthy eating and living plan, guaranteed to help them reach their health goals. And I made sure to remind them, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. This is your new healthy lifestyle. The perfect healthy eating and living lifestyle plan. And I did that because it's what I learned how to do. It's what I was taught to do. It's what everyone does. It's what I got from my own coaches. And I thought I was doing the right thing to help people get healthy, feel better, change their lives. Because that's all we're ever taught. That eating, living, or being healthy requires following the perfect, healthy, eating, or living plan. You know the plans that convince you it's not a diet, it's a healthy lifestyle. You know the ones I mean. The perfect healthy lifestyle, as prescribed by everybody that constantly reminds us to eat this, not that, or you'll get sick, be disease-ridden, and die early. Weigh this amount and not any more, or you'll get sick, be disease-ridden, and die early. Move this much every day in these ways, or you'll get sick, be disease-ridden, and die early. Make sure you drink this much water every day, or you'll get sick, be disease-ridden, and die early. Starting to see a pattern there? And that to do all of those things, you must always be fighting, resisting, ignoring, and controlling your hunger or your cravings. And doing more, working harder, being more disciplined, having more motivation, building willpower, right? There's a predictable formula for all of these supposedly healthy eating and living rules. A predictable formula for this wellness culture. There are prescribed steps and a known script that we have fallen victim to by the millions. The formula that insists We conform to socially acceptable, mythical, perfect body size and shape. The plan must be followed with no margin for error. When it's not, the problem is you and your obedience, willpower, discipline, motivation, or commitment. The the formula says that we must fight, resist, control ourselves, our hunger, or our cravings. We must control our bodies and our own needs in order to follow their rules. The formula insists that we are primarily concerned with optics rather than actual health for the most part. As long as we're portraying the picture of health and the behaviors that we're engaging in appear healthy, doesn't matter if the pressure, fear, and shame created by it all is actually destroying us. As long as it looks like we're doing the right things. The formula treats our health as though it's a future goal or an accomplishment that we can only achieve later, that we we can only deserve later if we're good 
now. The formula requires we trust their rules and their advice over our own bodies. The perfect healthy eating and living plan is a cookie cutter, good girl set of rules you're supposed to spend your life trying to stick to if you want to get or stay healthy, if you want to eat and live the quote right way. It's a templated, sanitized, easy, healthy model that you're supposed to follow. And it has no room for your inner knowing, logic, self-trust, or personal power. It's a formula that's incredibly easy to sell, but leaves the individual not only at war with themselves and their bodies, but unable to create those promised results in any way that can actually last. And it's so easy to sell because it preys on fear and always sounds so shiny and tempting. And this is what we're taught it takes to eat and live healthy lives. Multi-billion dollar a year industries have taught us how to get healthy, lose weight, feel great, gain confidence, get fit, be healthy and happy, be the, the best version of you. But the unspoken truth behind all of that is that it's all only as long as you follow our rules, our plan. And you're not going to be able to stick to it anyway. And when you can't, you're going to waste your entire life at war with yourself, promising to get back on track. On track, of course, meaning doing all the things they say you're supposed to do. It's a paradigm that promotes constant fear, hypervigilance, and oppressive attempts to control ourselves and our bodies in order to follow one-size-fits-all arbitrary prescriptions. In fact, I often describe it as feeling a bit like escaping a cult when you come out of it. When you're in it, you've been indoctrinated into this fascist regime that tells you how to start your day, what to weigh, what, when, and how to eat, what, when, and how to move, what to think, how much to sleep, what, and how much to drink. And you allow it because they know what's best for you, right? It's absolute authoritarianism over the choices that you make for yourself and your body, dependent upon disconnection from yourself and your body, ruled and fueled by unreasonable fears over making the wrong choice and becoming disease-ridden or dying early. And if you dare criticize the regime, you're accused of promoting disease and poor health. You learn that if you leave, it's your fault for not being disciplined enough and you're blamed and shamed for quitting on yourself or quote, letting yourself go or not caring enough about yourself to stick with it. It is abuse by way of control and fear. Followers feeling like they can never be good enough, never fit enough, never strong enough, never lean enough, never healthy enough, never eating good enough. There's belief in superiority over outsiders and outsiders must be inspired to join the cult. I mean, you know, lifestyle in order to be saved. There's the belief that whatever guru or plan you're following is the be-all, end-all, perfect solution to health and happiness. And you believe it all, completely, because again, they know best and they say it's right. It's the good or the healthy way to live, right? I'm not saying that world is a cult. I'm saying it's like a cult. And I, I take those, descript those descriptions directly from personal and professional experience 
compared with descriptions of cult-like behaviors. And you cannot deny the overlap once you get out. When you're in it, though, you think it's all completely normal. It's totally healthy. And the more that you submit to the lifestyle, the more praise you get. When you get out, you're like, how did I ever buy into all of that BS control and fear-mongering? But when you're in it, you believe it all completely. But it's proven to be nothing more than a recipe for creating lifelong battles with ourselves, our bodies, and food. And nothing proves this more than how we've become so completely conned into believing the lie that healthy eating is hard work and that it requires willpower, discipline, commitment, and constant vigilance over ourselves. Because it's highly profitable for us to believe that we must rely on others to tell us what we should eat or do. But it completely disconnects us from ourselves. That's why it it feels like it requires so much willpower and discipline and control because it's completely disconnecting us from ourselves and it's forcing us to go through life literally fighting with ourselves to try to make ourselves follow their rules. It forces us to live disembodied, detached, disconnected from, distrusting and fully ignoring the wisdom of our own bodies and our own inner knowing. And living in all of that fear, disconnection, and distrust is so harmful. You are an intelligent, capable, accomplished woman who has worked hard and achieved a lot in her life. But I know you're exhausted. You spend way too much time thinking about the weight you want to lose, what food you should or shouldn't eat, and crapping on yourself when the scale goes in the wrong direction or you feel like you've eaten the wrong thing. You can't figure out why you can't get this one area of your life under control and you keep promising yourself you're going to be good with food today or get a workout in only to go to bed feeling like a failure every time you don't follow through. And I know that more than anything, you want to feel better. You want to feel like you're making good choices for yourself and your body so you'll be around for your kids and you'll model healthy behaviors for them. And so you keep trying to follow the healthy rules, right? But you don't even realize that you're sacrificing your mental, emotional, and physical health, not to mention the relationships that you have with yourself, your body, and food in the process. And you don't even realize that the very thing you're trying to do to feel better is contributing to, and in some cases, even causing the problem, the stress, and the exhaustion, all of it. The harder we try to make ourselves do what we are supposed to do with food, the more our mental, emotional, and physical well-being suffers, the less we trust ourselves, and the more and more disconnected we become, the more conditioned to abandon ourselves and our own needs in order to follow the plan. That's why what we're doing when we're trying to rely on motivation and willpower and discipline, that's why it's so difficult to do. It's literally conditioned us to ignore and abandon ourselves if we want any hope of getting the results promised. 
And even then, the results are only short-term because we can't stick to it consistently. We can't keep living the toxic narrative of conventional wisdom around what it takes to eat and live healthy. After eight years in the fitness, nutrition, and wellness industry, I know exactly what it's like to get indoctrinated into that world. That's why I created ECET, to help you focus on your life, not your weight or food choices, to help you create actual healthy eating and lifestyle habits that best nurture your whole being, habits that are grounded in love, self and body trust, connection, and kindness. Supporting our health requires supporting our overall well-being, and that can only be accomplished when we're turned towards ourselves, when we're tuned into our unique moment-to-moment needs, and when we care enough about ourselves to want to honor them. Because you instinctively know what you and your body need to feel and live your best. You've just been conditioned out of that inner knowing after a lifetime of learning from everyone else that the only way to be healthy is to control yourself and your body and to follow their advice instead of listening and trusting your own inner knowing. And without the support of others, it is incredibly difficult to break free from the shiny promises of traditional health and wellness cultures that are designed to create lifelong dependence rather than actual improved well-being. And have you thought about that? What's your plan going forward for your life? How are you going to make the changes to your food world, to your daily habits that you've been trying to make for your health as long as you keep trying to follow the perfect plan and all of the healthy eating and living rules, as long as you keep living from those places of shoulds and shouldn'ts around what you think that you should be doing for your body? Are you going to keep doing what you've been doing, promising yourself that you're going to be good, trying to control and resist, living in fear and shame? Do you really still believe those to be the best paths to get you there when you know that you can't stick to them? What if you changed course? You have the power to make lasting, meaningful changes to the way that you eat, think, and live. Challenging old beliefs, creating new habits, reimagining healthy eating and living through wholehearted being will get you there. Imagine yourself five years from now living the dream version of yourself. What choice does she need to make right now so that you can reach her? I've gone from binge eating, bulimia, obsessive and compulsive thoughts and patterns around food and exercise, self and body hate and distrust, to just living from kindness and compassion, to self and body love and trust, and learning to genuinely want to eat in ways that best support and nurture me, and I am ready to help you do the same with wholehearted being and ECET. Can you imagine a radically different life and a radically different approach to healthy eating and living? Are you ready to start redefining the way you think about healthy eating and living? Redefining it towards what best supports and nurtures your overall well-being, mentally, emotionally, and physically. 
because that's how to, quote, get healthy, even cook, kick sugar addictions and other potentially un unhealthy eating habits by doing the opposite of everything you've been taught you're supposed to do and start embracing the new path to healthy eating and living through wholehearted being. Healthy eating and living through wholehearted being helps you build a foundation rooted firmly in your own self-love, trust, and worthiness because how we feel about ourselves impacts every aspect of our lives, including how we treat ourselves and our bodies. And from there, you'll learn to make choices for yourself and your body through four main pil pillars of being. Being present in this moment and in your body so that you can break the conditioning that drives unhealthy behaviors. Being connected to your inner world, your thoughts, your feelings, the communication from your body about what you need moment to moment each day. Being curious about your inner experiences in this moment with gentle awareness, self-compassion, and non-judgment. And being intentional with your thoughts, your behaviors, and your responses, intentionally choosing kindness, gratitude, and love. Now, I want to take a look at how to apply this wholehearted being approach specifically to creating healthier habits with food using sugar as an example, especially if you often feel addicted to it. You likely often think to yourself, I need to stop eating so much sugar, right? That's what we're always told, that we need to stop eating so much sugar. You're probably promising yourself you're going to start buying more fruit or vegetables and, you know, stop buying so much junk. Before you know it, though, you're elbow deep in another gallon of ice cream and probably throwing out rotten fruit and vegetables, right? The promises and the attempts to control do nothing but fuel distrust and guarantee continued failure. So instead, you're going to practice doing something completely different with wholehearted being. First, you're going to remind yourself that no, you don't need to stop eating so much sugar. You can eat as much as you want, as often as you want. You are a grown-ass adult. You can live on nothing but gummy bears and brownies at every single meal if you want to. You're also going to remind yourself that you are worthy of love and belonging and living in a body that feels amazing exactly as you are, even if you do end up eating nothing but gummy bears and brownies. But before you eat, you're going to pause and get present. Explore your inner world. Notice what you were thinking about, what you're feeling, where you're feeling it, and what you need based on what you're noticing. You're going to be present and connected. You're going to be curious. You're going to ask yourself, what do I want? Why do I want that particular thing, right? Do I want gummy bears and brownies at every meal? How is it going to make me feel if I eat that, right? How am I going to feel if I have gummy bears and brownies for breakfast this morning, right? Because remember, you absolutely can have those for breakfast if you want to, but the choice that you make for breakfast can and probably will impact how you feel when you're done eating it, right? So consider, how will eating gummy bears and brownies make me feel? Do I want to feel that way? Really connect with how you'll feel when you're done eating if you eat that thing, right? 
And do I want to feel that way? If you don't care, if you hear yourself think, I don't care, I just want it, ask again, why? Don't you want to feel good? Don't you deserve to feel good? Now, here's an important thing to note. Because in the beginning, when you're learning this process, you're probably going to notice hearing yourself think, I don't care, in answer to that question, right? When you ask yourself, don't I want to feel good, you're probably going to hear, I don't care. That's okay. It's normal to feel that way or to hear yourself think that at first. It's just your conditioning talking, and that takes time to change. But with practice and working on implementing the final pillars and and everything else in the process, it will eventually change because the final pillars are about being intentional, intentionally choosing from a place of love, trust, compassion, and kindness rather than shame, restriction, control, and fear. So it's simply about considering what is the kindest, most loving choice that I can make for myself right now. And then intentionally extending yourself kindness and compassion, no matter what choice you end up making. This process is incredibly powerful because it allows you to put space between your triggers and the conditioned autopilot behaviors that drive unhealthy choices in the first place. It provides the space required for you to get to know yourself, your patterns, and your needs. And it provides the space required to learn new tools and practices that better support your overall well-being. Right? Tools and practices that also help you to learn to better understand and nurture not only your physical needs, but your mental and emotional needs as well, because your thoughts and emotions are vital components to your overall well-being. They drive the choices that you make. This is a powerful and simple process, but it's not an easy one. It takes courage to relearn to trust yourself with food, to learn new ways of being, in your life, in your body, in the world. It takes a lot of practice, repetition, and support, but it is so, so, so very worth it. You are so very worth it. If you need help practicing any of these things, please reach out. That's what I'm here for. And if you do practice any of what I talked about here today, um, please reach out and let me know how it goes. I'm always happy to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to answer any questions that you might have on this, this concept of wholehearted being and breaking out of the cult that is the traditional healthy eating and living lifestyle plans. That's all that I have for you today. As I said, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And I hope you'll join me back here again next time. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.